Hello, my name is Nick Spacek, and you're listening to From and Inspired By, a podcast about soundtracks and the people who make them. On this episode, we speak with electronic musician Hero about HBO's Insecure and his new EP for Fool's Gold Records, Dirty Work. break we hope you all checked out some of our favorite 2018 episodes while we were gone for our first episode back we're speaking with hero the canadian electronic musician was originally from calgary but now calls montreal home and we spoke to him in december about his excellent new ep dirty work which is out this very friday january 10th on fool's gold records as well as having his song the juice featured on hbo's insecure How's it going? Good. How are you doing, man? I'm doing great. Uh, thanks for taking time to talk to me today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah no problem. Uh, thanks for wanting to talk to me, I guess. <laughs> no, uh, I was really excited when I heard that you had the EP coming out on Fool's Gold, and then I was even more excited to talk to you after I got a chance to listen to it. Oh, nice. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. What's uh, What was sort of the, the process of putting together this ep um so it's funny because like the the title the lead single dirty work was kind of the first song so i'd made that like a year before um and i basically structured the whole ep around that song so around the themes and the emotions of that song and that's kind of how it came to be and so it's basically like a process of working backwards from from like i guess the themes that were there I like the fact that it's it's like very <clears throat> it is dark <laughs> but it's also it's also kind of exuberant which I, I I really appreciate like that balance. Yeah, no, thanks man. I uh I mean it's funny because I find a lot of my music is I guess you could say dark. And it's not even that I'm always trying to make dark music, it's just that I draw a lot from, you know, like life experiences or, or stuff that I've been going through, emotions that I've been feeling. And I guess I've just been feeling a lot of dark stuff. <laughs> That's usually how the music turns out. But then the other part of the, the EP turning out that way is like, I'm, I'm hugely inspired by cinema and like kind of 80s films and, and slasher films and horror movies and stuff like that. So I kind of wanted to model the whole, the whole um, EP after those kind of moods and that kind of feeling so that it's when you listen to it front to back it feels like you're watching one of these type of films that's that's 
that makes a lot of sense. Like, I mean, I've seen your Instagram. I mean, there's pictures from like John Carpenter's The Fog. There's pictures from Phantom of Paradise on there. Uh, those are yeah. those are definitely touchstones that I can hear in this EP. I also appreciate that you drop that drum break from In the Air Tonight on this. <laughs> Yo, so so that's really funny because you're the second person that's kind of been like, oh, like I heard a, a Phil Collins influence, and I 100% did not even register that that's what that was when I did it. <laughs> But it's but it's kind of cool now because it's like oh yeah I totally hear it but when I was doing it at the time I was just like oh I just want like an epic kind of feel and then it just so happened that it sounded like Phil Collins which I think is like hilarious but it's cool how it worked out. So, I, you came to like my notice and I think a lot of people's notice by being by having your track the juice featured on Insecure. Were you familiar with Insecure before? The, your your song was on that show? No, definitely not. I had not I wasn't familiar with the show. So when when they they contacted you to uh to use the song, did you like look into it? Um yeah, I mean I looked into it a little bit. I think I asked a couple people and they were pretty familiar with it and they were huge fans of the show because I think at the time um like I think Insecure now has since kind of blew up, but at the time um, I think it was just the first season I was out, so it still kind of had that cult status. Mm-hmm. But so I wasn't intimately familiar with it, but I, a few people I knew were, and they were super into it. So I was like, "Oh yeah, it seems cool," and I kind of liked the concept of it. So I was just like, "Yeah, this is fun." Well, and what's like amazing is that, like you know, they use a lot of music on that show, but like they wrote a mention of your song into the script. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was cool. I was I was surprised actually because I, I wasn't sure I wasn't sure if that's something they did all the time or if it was just kind of like with my song. But I, you know, I guess I felt pretty honored that they would decide to write it in. Um, so yeah, it was cool. And I mean, it's it, <clears throat> that particular season and the 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 soundtrack that they put out. I mean, like there's a there's some pretty heavy hitters on there. I mean, there's SZA, there's like Kelly Forty Seven. Um, like in it, it, your music just like fits right in there. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, I'm kind of surprised it does too, because like when I listened to the soundtrack for season two, it definitely was a lot of, um, you know, like a lot more R and B and stuff like that. And not to say that I'm not influenced by R and B, but I definitely don't think, you know, when you think of R and B, I don't think I'm the first thing that people really think about. <laughs> Or even, like, you know, like someone that's kind of singing a little bit, but also has these heavily synthesized uh, backing instrumentals, you know what I mean? So to me, that was kind of a surprise. But maybe that's why they decided that they wanted to kind of give me a little shout out, just because it is a little bit different, but I'm not sure. So how did you feel about how they described your music? I thought it was interesting because I, I've been getting that a lot lately. It's just kind of like these, uh, these Daft Punk comparisons which i mean obviously i'm cool with because that punk is they're legends and they're highly influential in the electronic space as well as just like pop music in general but i do find there is a tendency you know whenever you do have something that has like a cool bass line or or uh like a vocoder or any kind of like format type synthesizer synthesizers involved 
people just kind of label it that punk music, you know what I mean? <laughs> when there's like a whole genre of, of uh, you know, like disco and like French house and stuff that it, that's been influential outside of that punk. But I also understand by the same token that people just need to kind of like latch onto something familiar and, and describe it into terms that are familiar with them. So I, I understand it. Like I'm, at the end of the day, I'm okay with it. I just don't think... I want to be labeled too closely to where I become like that, like, oh, it's the deaf, the black deaf punk guy. So I'm very wary about comparisons of that nature, you know? No, I totally understand. Like, I mean, there are like sort of as like soundtracks and stuff like that, like especially like 80s, like horror synth stuff has really sort of started getting reissued over the last like five or six years. It's been Mm -hmm. like, there's all these artists that have sort of uh, come out. Like people have been like, well, you know, like I like listening to like Carpenter scores and stuff like that, but I want to listen to something, you know, new as well. Mm -hmm. And there are all these artists. Are, are you um, sort of familiar with, with like, you know, artists like uh, college or, 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 that sort of thing um yeah yeah yeah, a little bit um i am yeah i am a little bit familiar with college and kind of some of the other acts you know like kavinsky and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but i i don't know if i could call them um like maybe kavinsky a little bit but i don't know if i can call them influences per se you know um one thing that i also think is funny in terms of like when you bring it back to something like daft punk or even those kind of synthesizers soundtracks is a lot of the times it happens that artists, we just have the same influences. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. As, as someone like Daft Punk or Kavinsky, like we're kind of, like we probably grew up listening to the same music, even though there's a generational gap. Um, so I think that's a lot of where I'm pulling from as well, and just stuff that my dad listened to that I was forced to listen to growing up that I really loved. So, so yeah. So what was some of that stuff that your dad listened to the that you were forced to, but kind of grew to love like what 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 sort of yeah. artists are those i guess okay i guess i shouldn't say forced too like i, I mean he had it on <laughs> and obviously as a kid like you just kind of have to listen but i mean it was good music but it's funny because my dad would have like on the weekends he'd have everything from earth wind and fire and al green to death leopard to oh what did he have like mc hammer <laughs> bobby brown uh michael jackson classical music the police all kinds of stuff. Queen, Prince, like he, I definitely have to credit a lot of my musical taste to him and to my mom too, because she would have French music like Charles Aznavour and things like that. So it was definitely a hugely diverse uh, background when it comes to music that was playing in my house when I was a kid. What sort of plans do you have like uh, around the the release of the Dirty Work EP? I mean, you have like this like amazing video for the title track. Um that like is is very cinematic itself um like do you have do you have like tour plans and stuff like that more videos oh well yeah yeah well first of all thanks for the compliment um i definitely want to shout out um johannes grave muscat who's the director and uh lasse nyhagen and chris engelson my bad if i mispronounced the names (laughs) but i definitely want to shout out those guys in norway because they crushed the video. Like, they, they really, really, really killed it. And it was basically all Johannes's idea. So I just want to give them a, qu- a quick shout-out. But, um, I mean, in terms of further plans, I definitely want to get a tour going. Um, I'm just working on the live set right now and kind of working out the uh, the kinks. Because I feel like with my project, 
the visuals are just as important as the actual sound. Like the visuals and branding are a huge part of, of Hero. So I want to make sure I can do justice to both live. So until that's ready, I, I kind of want to just keep it underground and keep working on it. So how did you end up shooting a music video in Oslo being yourself from Montreal via Calgary? Uh, so it's kind of a funny story. Like we, uh, we had approached a bunch of directors. Like I think we approached one from Montreal, but they didn't really end up getting back to us. And then the label had another director in mind or another couple directors who sent a couple treatments, but I just wasn't really vibing with the treatments that they sent over. So I was talking to one of my friends who's a, who's a director of photography in Toronto. And he was just like, you know, you should try this guy. I used to, watch Call of Duty edits that he did and they were really cool. And I was like, what? I don't know. Okay. So he's like, but he's like, nah, man, like he, he's, you know, he doesn't do that anymore, but that's how I found out about him. Like, go check his website. So I was like, okay, whatever. So I go check his website and I was like, yo, this guy is crazy. Like he had, um, he did a bunch of videos for how to dress well. Uh-huh. Um, he had videos for, I think Connor Youngblood and he did some, uh, some other stuff. So I was just like, yo, this guy's visual eye is genius. I'm going to, going to reach out to him so i think i think the label manager at the time reached out to him and just kind of explained what it was about and then he was he was on board he sent over treatment we loved the treatment and then the rest is history i just ended up going to norway for like two nights and three days and shot the video and left and that was it so did did you have fun while you were there at least i mean I was super tired, so <laughs> I did have fun, but it was just kind of like I got in, shot the video the next day, and then left the day after that. So I didn't even really have a chance to to explore Norway or, or you know, like really see what it's about. But, I mean, the time that I was there was cool. It just wasn't – it was more just like go, 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 like shoot the video and leave. So. Given that there's sort of like this uh, like film-inspired aspect to your to your music – do you do you hope to have like more appearances in like TV and film, or do you have any coming up? Um, I don't have any coming up, but I I'm 100 percent open to having more appearances. <laughs> uh, I, I would love it, you know. Um, I mean, I, obviously, it would depend on the project, but I'm, I'm pretty open to things. I think it would be cool to be featured on more stuff, just because I love the medium of film, and I feel like if I wasn't doing music, I'd probably be involved in film in some way or another or something visually related. So I'm definitely open to that and hope that, you know, more of those type of opportunities come along. So do you watch a, a, a lot of films then? Yeah, I'd say so. Like, yeah, a lot. What, what have you, what have you watched recently? That's really sort of like grabbed you. Um, uh, what was that? Uh, that, that, uh, the favorite. Oh. I watched that last week. Last I need Friday. to see that. Everybody's like, you haven't seen it. What's wrong with you? Yeah, you should see it. <laughs> you should definitely see it, especially because I have to say it's probably the most accessible Yorgos Lanthimos film ever. Like, I, I don't know if you've seen, you know, like Killing of a Sacred Deer and The Lobster and Dogtooth, like his other yeah. films, but they're they're pretty raw. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, so, yeah. like, for him to go from those type of, like, those kind of films to, to a more kind of comedy film, like, I kept watching it and exp- I was like, okay, when does it get really fucked up? Because <laughs> it's... Because all his other movies are crazy, so I was like, okay, it's about to get messed up, and then it just ended. I was like, oh, okay, like that was pretty tame by his standards. So, but you should definitely see it. I definitely will now. That's a that's 
about the best, most ringing endorsement I've heard of that film so far. Uh, and that's saying something. So this EP, like, I, I, I'm just sort of, like, just to kind of, like, go back uh, to where we started uh, to sort of wrap up. Mm-hmm. Like, um, how'd you come to uh, work with Fool's Gold? Um, so that's kind of another funny story. I, um, I made a, I produced a track for this artist named Bosco who is on Fool's Gold. And I think I did it like probably four or five years ago. Like I just kind of was on SoundCloud. I think I was reaching out to people because at that time I wasn't so much doing my, like I was doing my project, but not with vocals or anything like that yet. It was just kind of more of an instrumental thing. So I was looking for other artists to kind of make beats for. So I think I reached out to her and we got to talking. I ended up making a, a, um, a song with her called Love on the Floor. Um, I think she's also on Insecure soundtrack for season two as well. But um, so that kind of happened. And then, you know, we didn't, it kind of just, we went our separate ways, whatever. And I guess A-Track kind of caught wind of it. And then I think on Twitter, back when I had Twitter, he's just like, yo, man, like you produced it. Shout out to you and start following me. Um and then, you know, I didn't think much of it. And then uh, I was friends with a few other Fool's Gold artists, so I would send them, I sent them my last EP, v- VHS Pop. And I think one of them, I think it was Prom Night or someone, ended up playing it for A-Track. And then he told me, like, later on, he told me that my name just kept coming up in conversations. Like, he'd be talking to someone, and, like, somehow I would come up, so he's just like, yo, everyone keeps talking about this guy. Like, who is this? <laughs> so... I, w- I ended up in LA like a year and a half ago or something. He's just kind of like, hey man, I know you're out here. Like, you want to just meet up and like chat for a bit? I was like, okay, cool. So I went to his house. We chopped it up for like 45 minutes. And then I think the next day or a couple of days later, he's just like, hey man, like, we'd love to release your music to Fool's Gold. And that's kind of how it went. Well, I'm really excited that this is coming out uh, at the beginning of the year. And I think a lot of other people are as well. Wonderful. Uh, again, thank you so much and have a good rest of your day. Use all, man. Happy holidays. Thanks to Hero for speaking with me. You can find information about his music on Instagram at hero.vhs. You can get dirty work from Fool's Gold, which is at Fool's Gold Rex, that's R-E-C-S dot com, and on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Fool's Gold Rex. You can find links to purchase all of the music you heard on the show in the show notes for this episode, which are at fromaninspiredby.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at fromInspiredPod. You can subscribe to us via Apple Podcasts and Stitcher as well. Please hit up the website and click on the Give Us Money button to help pay for web hosting and long-distance fees. And remember to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. We'll be back in two weeks talking with author David Hollander about his book on library music, Unusual Sounds, as well as its companion album. Until then, thanks for listening. Oh,
Oh, you making other moves? Oh, you seeing other dudes? You done bought your new shoes? Even took you on the cruise? Oh, you making other moves? Oh, you seeing other dudes? You done bought your new shoes? Even took you on the cruise?